Hey, local listeners, this is your host, Rob Kohansky on the Local First Podcast. Hey, I know we're going through some really crazy times right now. Almost everybody is on lockdown. The stock market is going crazy. We don't know what to expect. Should we sell? What are we doing with the 401ks? And what are we doing to make sure that we come through on the other side of this better than we are right now? That's part of the reason this podcast this episode, uh, we're going to talk about that, the financial aspect of this, what to do, what not to do with uh, Alan Fisher of Voya. Uh, incredible information about uh, you know, tips, tricks, uh, what we can do to make sure that we don't lose our minds during this valuable time. Stay tuned and listen in. Hi, this is Rob Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities. Think exacta. Enjoy the show. Hey, guys. How you doing today? We have a bonus edition of Local First Podcast here uh, with everything that's going on. Why not talk about the financial situation that we're all in? Are we up? Are we down? What's going to happen? What should we do? Why did the politicians sell early? So I have a good buddy and friend of mine here, Alan Fisher with Voya Financial Advisors. And we're going to try and make sense of all this mess here today. How are you doing, Alan? I'm doing great, Rob. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. The sun is out. Yeah, it's a beautiful day outside. It's, it's, you know, for everything that's going on, you can still go outside and have some fun, take a walk, and, you know, you're going to get on the boat soon? Uh, yeah, Friday afternoon, I'm going to get the boat out and go do a little fishing on the so river. Say they didn't take that away from you. Not yet. Not yet? Yeah, uh, Wisconsin it, DNR encourages you to still get out and uh, partake in fishing in the state parks, so that's all good. I like it. I like it. So you can have can you have more than one person on the boat? Well, it's an 18-foot boat, so I figure at least two. We two? can maintain six <laughs> feet in between each other. Fish one in the front, one in the back. We'll be all right. I love it. I love it. So before we get into you know what to do, what not to do with uh, everything that's going on, uh, let the listeners know. Give a little bit of background of uh, who Alan Fisher is. Well, thanks. You know, I'm with the Voya Financial Advisors. I joined them in the fall of... 2008. Prior to that, I was with a, a company called AG Edwards uh, up in Green Bay. I started uh, with them back in 2006. Um, got into the business because a couple of my friends were in the industry. And they said, you know, you like talking to people. You're a pretty smart person. Why don't you come in and, and try this? You know, that seems like a good idea. So I packed up. I moved to Green Bay from Milwaukee and started on, on my path and my career with this. Prior to that, I did... Uh, risk assessments for an insurance company. Okay. So an insurance company would you know, um, underwrite somebody for workers' comp insurance, and I go tell them, you know, what kind of safety programs do they have? It's just a different type of risk assessment than I'm doing now. Now we're looking at the market, how people interact with it, how people react to it versus OSHA safety programs before. Just a little bit different risk. Yep, different type of risk. Uh, I love the outdoors. Obviously, I'm going fishing this weekend. Yeah. I love to fish and hunt and just be outside. Um, so that's really where I spend most of my, my downtime when I'm not working. Um, working at home right now, so that's interesting. Is that? Um, 
it's a bit of a challenge. It's it's a reason why I have an office. Um, I get distracted pretty easily with house <laughs> projects. So <laughs> and, you, yeah. and, and you get a pretty big project going on right now too. Yeah, yeah. I'm remodeling the house uh, yeah. from basically from top to bottom. So it uh, it is a challenge to keep focused uh, on the things once in a while. But it's been going pretty good. That's good. That's good. Good to hear. I'm glad to have you on here. And just so everybody that's listening to this will be the last episode in the Brookfield location, not of Local Furps Podcast. We are moving to Research, Research Park on Innovation Drive. So that's going to be a lot of fun. New studio. Um, that's going to be exciting as well. So let's get into this. One of the first questions I have, if you know, kind of have a little, you know what, I'm going to save this for later. I'm going to save that for later. So what, um, you know, what should people be thinking or expecting? Because when I talk to you, I hear all kinds of different stuff. I hear, I have, have conversations with people who are scared to death. They should have sold. They're, they're trying to sell now or what they should do. Or And then I gather people that sold everything and wait for it at the bottom to drop so they can rebuy. Um, well, the first thing you don't want to do is panic. And if you've sold everything when it was down, the last few weeks, you're probably panic selling. And you really don't want to do that. You need to have a plan in place. Um, even if you didn't have a plan before all this started, sit down, figure out that plan now, and decide what it is you want to do. Look at your time horizon. You know, If you're 40 years old, you've got 20-some years till you're going to retire, and another 20 years in retirement. So you effectively have a 40-year time horizon. How much does two months or three months really impact you over 40 years. Really not all that much. So start with that. Um, look at what you're comfortable with. If you're not sleeping at night, then maybe you should reduce some of your exposure to the market. And you should keep that reduced all the time. If you're 100% in equities and you're 100% cash, you're not managing your money. You're just making things up as you go along and you're emotionally trading. And that's probably the worst place you can be uh, as an investor. You got to try and remove that emotion from your process. You know, we have a process in place with my clients. I know what it is. I tell my clients what it is. And we're working that process right now. I'll give you an example. I tell all my clients, we'll take 10% down to start with before I even start to get nervous about what's going on in the market. At 12 to 14, 15%, I'm really starting to look at, is this long-term, where are we going with this? What's going to happen? Are we going to bounce back from this or not? And then we're starting to make the decisions of what is it we're going to do? And we just continue to work that plan. The other side of that plan is, all right, now we're down. When do we get back in? Yeah. And that's that's the hard question of what is your signal to get back in? So that that's what people have to identify. For and me, that, that, that's that's tough. I mean, because like you know, I, like we talked a little bit earlier, it was like I thought it was going to go a lot deeper, and then it bounced back 10, 15 points in a day or two. Right. We had a big 10% up earlier this week. Looking at the market here this morning, we're up 4.5%, 4.3%. Um, so we're having a big bounce. But what is this bounce based on? Right Right now, it's optimism that the federal government is going to step in with this $2 trillion deal that they're talking about to help save jobs, provide unemployment for people, and make sure that the economy doesn't completely crash as a result of this, which is a very real possibility. Not a great possibility, but it is out there. It can happen. So that's what they're trading on right now, in my opinion, is they're, they're seeing this is going to happen. We saw this back in 2008. In October, TARP was coming out, if you guys remember that. Yeah. The Troubled Asset Relief Program that everybody, quote, hated. Um, Congress didn't pass it. The market tanked. They were going to pass it. The market went way up. 
They didn't pass it. It tanked. They did pass it, and it went way up. The market didn't bottom until March of 2009, though. So you had six months in there yet where the market continued to go down after that very optimistic point of the federal government stepping in to save companies and to do something. So we could be in for more downside. This could be the bottom. We're not going to know for six or seven months, to be so honest. got to kind of wait it out and figure out where your spot is at that point and whether you're going to buy a little, buy a lot. And Right. You know, it's like, so going into this, you know, does, does I, you know, just for like anybody that's listening out there, you know, some may be, some might have a couple hundred bucks, some might have a couple thousand bucks, you know, you know, can anybody invest? Anyone can invest. It's it's very easy these days. You have um, online trading platforms like E-Trade that are incredibly easy to use. They had some technical difficulties, but I'm sure they're working through those. Um, so it's easy to go in and, and make those investments. The key is knowing what it is you're going to buy and, again, having that plan. Why are you buying this particular investment? What is it that you like about it today? And are you going to like that in six months? So what I recommend people do is research what they want to buy. So they want to buy a particular investment. Write down why you're buying it. This would have been particularly important if you were buying it in January. So now when you're down 20% or 30%, you can look at it and say, this is the reason I bought it for. You have to write that down. Those ideas still hold even though the price has dropped dramatically. So I'm going to hang on to it or I'm going to get out of it because – the tenants I had back in January are no longer true. So then I'm going to take my loss and I'm going to move out of it. Um, if you're looking at buying starting today, same thing. Why am I buying it? Why do I think this is a good time to invest in this company? And then if you're going to invest, I recommend people do it in three steps. Okay, You can either do it weekly, every other week, or once a month. I typically advise people to do it once a month if it's a long-term investment. So what you're going to do is you're going to take one-third of your capital today that you're going to put into that particular investment and buy it. So say you have $12,000 that you're able to invest in this one investment. You're going to put 4000 in today. You're going to decide, I'm going to invest once a month for the next three months. So in one month, you go in, you put the next $4,000 in, no matter where the market is at. If it's an up day, a down day, doesn't matter. This is a basically close your eyes, plug your nose, and hit the buy button. And then the following month, do the exact same thing. What that's going to do for you is it's going to get you three different entry points. One of them is going to be the greatest investment of your life. You hit the exact bottom, you're a genius. <laughs> one of them is going to be somewhere in the middle. It's going to be, okay, it wasn't a good, it wasn't a bad. And another one's going to be the dumbest thing you've ever done in your life. Right. You're going to think, what the heck was I thinking? You know, I, this was a terrible timing. I'm going to lose all my money. But between those three, you're going to end up with a decent investment. And so then just all over time, it kind of evens itself out. Right. It's going to even itself out. And then decide again, what are you doing with this investment? Where's your exit strategy? All right. After I lose my $12,000, if I'm down to six grand, I'm getting out. That's all I can afford to lose. Or no matter what, I'm going to hang on to it. So you have to have your exit strategy on the downside. You also have to have your exit strategy on the top side. What if that 12000 turns into 30, 40? At what point do you say, I'm just taking my profits? Write all of that stuff down. Stick it to your computer screen. And every time you think about that investment, go back and read those notes. Make sure that the investment is still solid, still sound, and the reasons you bought it are still valid. 
and then hang on to it and follow your plan. That's the hardest thing for people to do when the market's swinging four, five, six percentage points every day. I mean, this is unprecedented volatility in the market. But if you have that plan, it makes it that much easier. So it's all about staying the course and, you know, kind of figuring it out. And there, there's, you know, you sent me an article on uh, Voya Financial Advisors' website about the, you know, just the volatility of the stock market in certain situations where we've been here before. Yes. And I think that's, you know, really, you know, you go on there and take a look at it. I'll put this in the show notes as well. You know, when you, things did bounce back, you know, during those times and, you know, and there's also about, you know, the market psychology of, of uh, you know, what we're doing. And you made a good point is have a plan and make sure you know what's, what your highs are, what your lows are and what you're willing to lose. Yep. If you can do all that and have that plan in place, uh, it takes a lot of that anxiety and a lot of that unknown away. Uh, one of the things I follow is our chief market strategist, Doug Cote, with Voya Financial Advisors. He has a strategy that says when companies are making money year over year on a quarterly basis, you stay invested in the market. When they aren't making money year over year, meaning you had a negative year of earnings compared to last year, you take half your equity off the table, you slide it to your bond portfolio. And then you'll wait until companies go back to making money quarter over quarter again. You take that and you sl slide it back over to the equity piece. So right now, in January, Doug's model showed him to – we lost – we had a negative earnings quarter in the third quarter of 2019. So he took half the equity off the table and put it into bonds. So what that means, if you had 60% equities, 40% bonds, right now you're 30% equities and 70% bonds. Timing looks really good right now, doesn't it? Yeah. He's missed a lot of this downside because only 30% of the portfolio was exposed to the market. Now, when it goes back positive, he's going to swing that back and put that equity piece back into the stocks. He'll be back to a 60-40. We don't know when it's going to happen, but when it happens, it just automatically moves. That's a plan. That's a process that you can follow. I like that idea. I like taking half the equity off because if he's wrong – and it continues to go up, you've given up some upside, but you haven't given it all up. You still have 30% of your portfolio invested in the market. So you're going to get some of that upside. The ability to, to time the bottom of the market or the top of the market is just not going to happen. So when you get it in, it starts to swing back up. You're still going to have exposure to the market, and you're going to participate in that upside. What you typically see happen is the first few months of the, up, of the upside is where all the gains are. Yeah. And most people are sitting on the sidelines, still panicking, thinking it's a, you know, this isn't it. This isn't the bottom. So you got you to have a reason to get back in. That's one of the metrics that I follow. Nice. I love it. I love it. So what, how did, what, what, what's your opinion on some of the politicians that pulled their money out a little bit early? Um, that's a great question. Um, pretty suspect to me. Suspect, yeah. Um, it, they have a briefing, and within a week or two, they're pulling their money out. It's a briefing that nobody else in the country had access to. That, to me, is the definition of insider trading. And they should be punished just like if you or I did that. You know, they, they should lose all of their profits. And that's probably all that's going to happen to them, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but it's just very suspect. It looks very bad. Really bad, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's like, not coincidence like a couple of them are trying to say. There's right. just no way. Just no way. That's no. interesting. That's cool. So how, how do people get in contact with you, Alan, and get more information and find out how to create that plan? 
Um, you can reach out to me at my website at greatlakeswealthadvisors.com. Uh, my office is in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. You can call me at 262 222-5114, and we can set up a time to meet. Right now, we're doing it all virtually. We do have Zoom meetings, so we can meet virtually. Um, once this all passes, we can sit down and meet in person. I love it. I love it. So any other um, tips or advice that you can give um, before we move on to the next segment? Um, go back to that plan. Like I said, even if you're developing it today, look at it and figure out what really it is that that you need to do. How much is this going to impact you? Now, if you're 64 years old and you're looking to retire in a year or two, that's a different story than if you're 45 or 50. Right. And so your plan is going to be a little different. You need to factor that in um, to your planning process. And I would recommend people sit down and talk with a professional advisor. This is what we do. Okay. I'm not losing sleep over this market. Because I have a plan in place. I know where I'm at with my clients. I'm making adjustments as we need them, following information out there, not listening to the mainstream media (laughs) all that much, (laughs) um, but still listening to them, but finding other sources of information. So, And that might be another good tip for people is find somebody out there that's positive. I know Doug Cote with Voya Financial Advisors. He's very bullish on the market. One of the most bullish, positive people I know in the market. Another person I follow is Brian Westbury with First Trust Portfolios out of Illinois. Another very positive in person on the market. Provides you with a different perspective than what you're going to see on the news every night. Now, it balances those two out. And then you can find the middle ground, which is probably the truth. And you're just going to feel a lot more comfortable. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Alan, for being on the first podcast. Make sure that if you're out there, connect with Alan. Um, I, I got the links on the show notes. Um, also, you know, take a look at, you know, making sure you have a plan. If you don't know where to start, make sure you reach out to Alan or somebody, uh, you know, with the Voya Financial Advisors. Um, make sure you share this with somebody. Uh, I appreciate your, your time today, Alan. And uh, this is going to be going out right away so people can actually use it. So I right. appreciate it. Great. Thank you. I appreciate the uh, chance to talk with you. All right. Uh, hang in there, guys. We're gonna all going to get through this. And it's not as bad as everybody thinks it is. Take care.